Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes and we're talking about our faith. I'm trying out new intros. <laughs> what do you think? I've noticed. It's different now. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Uh, so yeah, we're talking uh, all kinds of good stuff today. Uh, I'm very excited actually about um, the uh, the episode today. We're going to be talking <laughs> about tools of faith. <laughs> nice. Um, tools of faith. Like don't be a tool of, of faith. No, 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 no way. Um, we're actually going to be talking about different ways that you can uh, improve your spiritual life, your uh, discipleship or call the discipleship in different ways that have helped us kind of grow in our faith over the years and hopefully give you guys some tips and tricks to uh, That's maybe explore some new avenues that you haven't explored before. Tip number one, don't knock your headphones out while you're podcasting. That is a great tip. Um Tip number two, everyone on the internet loves tips and tricks. That's like all the rage. So you always got to have tips and tricks to keep people coming back. So this is the episode right. about tips and tricks. Yeah. As always, we haven't prepared much. <laughs> but we, yeah, we talked. We actually talked today. <laughs> we did. Um, wait, I want to bring something up before we move on forward. Because uh, if you guys are watching, which... Uh, I know a lot of you listen only on all podcasting apps, Spotify, iTunes, etc. But if you're watching on YouTube, um, you tune in today, you see a sweet stash over there on the side of the screen. So, uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. And and if they're watching, it means that my camera footage is probably better. As God, God willing, everything went according to plan. I know, right? <laughs> we have like backups working, but this is the first time Danny's upped his production. Uh, yeah, he has a, uh, the same mic that I do over there at his at his place now, and he's got the whole yeah. shebang: some cameras, some lights. It's looking good, man. Thanks, man. I you know I I was inspired by you to kind of step up my game because I was tired of uh listening to the podcast and hearing just how awful I sounded. Yeah, me, me too. No. <laughs> and it was like, Ryan always sounds so good, and I just sound like a guy talking into his headphones. So we were generously, uh, I'm using, borrowing Joe Melendrez's microphone uh, that he let us borrow and some of his equipment, and then I kind of bought the equipment I needed so that I could step up my audio and visual game as well so big shout out i'm wearing his merch god swag apparel yeah joe melendrez he was on episode like number i don't know eight nine something like that yeah very early on but joe's a great friend great supporter uh he has a podcast as well called mission driven podcast as well as joe melendrez ministries does all kinds of cool uh catholic hip-hop motivational speaking joe is the man yeah so go check his uh, stuff out so, you, yeah. he's got those sweet merch lines with shirts god swag yep. apparel um yeah, can't say say enough good things about Joe. So thank you, Joe, for yeah. loaning the, that equipment and uh, making it happen. Uh, yep. Another update, because I realized uh, I'm drinking coffee. It's like almost 9 o'clock at night, and I'm doing a cup of coffee. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, coffee update, we, that was like a thing when we first started the podcast almost a year ago. It was. Uh, and we lost it along well, the way. Well, yeah, so, so coffee was a brand new thing for me. At 36 years old, I had never really drank coffee at all. I think I'd had one cup of coffee my entire life. And wow. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And so we were 
it was literally like the week that we podcasted for the first time that I was giving it a go. And so we were going right. down, we were walking down the street, going to Pete's coffee and man, it was awful. I was just like, just like putting it down, trying to just stomach it. And, uh, but let's, let's preface this here, folks. Ryan drinks black coffee. Yeah. This is just, just straight black coffee. I've been drinking coffee for, you know, I don't know, three or four years now. I, I also started late in the game. I know kids that are like 15 or 13. They're like, I need a cup of coffee. I'm like, what? I had my first cup of coffee at like 23. Um, but I put a lot of cream and sugar in there or my favorite uh, coffee creamer, vanilla. I like uh, International Delight French vanilla oh, is my wow. go-to. Ryan is drinking straight black coffee. He's like, oh, it's so awful. Like, yeah, it is awful. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? So it took a while and I was just like, kind of drinking them just to do it to uh, to acquire that taste uh right. but after a few months i started to acclimate to it and now i like love it and i and i and i finally get when people are like oh when you it's that first sip of coffee in the morning it just like it jump starts your day now like just gets me all energized yeah um i don't know it's something about the taste now and i think it's because i drink just straight black coffee um I can taste like the more like all the nuances of the flavors, and so I try out different roasts and stuff. And yeah, it's been almost a year, and I have one to two cups a day. That's probably too much, but um, I know people that have like six I, or seven, and so I think I'm all right. Yeah, I I do like two cups in the morning, and then depending on what I'm doing, usually when I there were days where I was at work for a while, uh, I, would, I was blessed with some great friends that would bring me a cup of coffee right before youth group, and uh, so right now I'm actually I'm uh, speaking of coffee. I'm doing the uh, the two Catholic dudes mug. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get those. Um, yeah, we gotta get those ordered. So, um, and we're gonna send them out to all of everyone that's on Patreon first. This is just water. Yeah, so if you guys are a Patreon member, you're gonna get that coffee mug. So, uh, yeah. hound us about it if we're if we're stalling some more because we need to order those and send those out. Um, yeah, and they'll be available for purchase as well as uh, we're, we'll send them out to. Uh, some, to some folks, and uh, we'll get these things rolling. All right, so we've stalled long enough. Speaking of <laughs> stalling, uh, last week we were together for the first time in like three months, and we got a little too riled up, so we we got separated again this week. Uh, yeah, the universe was like, these two guys, too, get back to your quarantine. Too much, too much. Back to quarantine. So, uh, yeah, this week we want to talk about just uh, – the, the tools and things that can help you in your faith, the things that have helped us in right. our faith along our particular journey and the things that maybe we haven't uh, not, not discovered yet, but like we'll discover it in our faith journey. So we know about them, but we haven't really um, dove in head first yet. Yeah, because I think that the beauty of this episode is it's very vast. This topic is going to be and like what we talk about as far as tools of ministry go or things that have helped us could be completely different for somebody else. Exactly. You know, so, and there's certain things that should be pretty much staples, like the tool of the Our Father. If you're, well, yeah, if you're a Catholic, I mean, that's a tool of our faith. Um, that's right. That's something that uh, Jesus gave us that that use this to help you, and it's a, it's a great starting point, and it's like uh, you follow in the example of of Jesus Christ saying that prayer. So yeah, of course, that is, and it's part of the Mass. So. And again, this this topic can be, like you said, so vast. Um, it can be from something as small as that to, uh, a, you know, as, as 
bigger bigger things the rosary those are specific just prayers but in terms of uh you know people in your life that inspired you for me it's probably you know it's probably going to be music things like that so things that have helped elevate your prayer life well, let's stop naming them and let's just jump into it. We, no, that, let's, let's, that's we'll the, go back and that's the episode. Everyone, <laughs> thanks for watching. Those are the things. And uh, again, we've been two Catholic dudes, so uh, <laughs> tune in. Um, <laughs> um, so let's but let's dive into it. Let's let's kind of go back and forth, and we'll trade. Let's trade them. Um, cool. So give me. Obviously, we, you touched on music. Music has been a huge tool for you in your in your spiritual journey uh that keeps you kind of grounded your growth in it and i would say that music is one for me as well two very different ways to use that tool yeah okay so i uh i actually just did like an i'm gonna be on uh, there's a the convention every summer called npm national pastoral musicians convention uh it's canceled this year i've never been but uh, what i know how can they cancel anything? <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but there's a thing happening right now in the world. So, oh, okay. Uh, it got canceled, but they're going to do an online thing, right? And there's a kind of a smaller publisher company that's that's been publishing my songs, uh, and they asked me to do to like answer questions and then send my videos in for them, and they're going to compile them together. Uh, nice. So. Of course, I did this whole production here. <laughs> everyone, of course, you everyone's did. probably going to be on their like their phone. It's going to be like iPhones, and then Ryan's like this 4K overdone <laughs> video. They're like, "This is too big of a file." <laughs> I know. I'm going to send like 10 gigs of files. Like, here you go. Anyway, they're like, "You over, you overdid it." Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the, one of the questions that I had to answer was, "Can music bring you closer to your faith? Bring you closer to Jesus, etc." And uh, obviously, my answer was yes, because I said, um, or it said, can it bring, bring people closer to their faith? And I said, yes, because it did for me. And like, I'm a prime example of I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for music in the church. That's what, that's what uh, really drew me in. Uh, yeah. the, the mentors that were in my life uh, were so passionate about the music and, and, and gave it their all. And I, and I just felt that, that spirit in them. And I was like, I want that. You know, and so uh, if it wasn't for music, I would have stopped going to church and I would have been another one of those stories of checking the box none that Bishop Barron always talks about. I 100 yeah. percent. I do not doubt that that I would be just another statistic. And so music really had me dive in headfirst. It took a long time. It was a slow burn. But music was the driving force to to create the, the, the Catholic man that I am today. Isn't it wild to think there's people out there that think that that passion and love that you have for the faith through music is like wrong? It's exactly, and and that, that, that it's it's like that shouldn't be in the mass. It shouldn't be involved in anything. That like it's like your whole life's work and what drew you to Christ and helped not only draw you in, but then because of the gifts and talents you gave to the Lord, drew in others. People are like, Bleh. exactly. I actually it's wild to me. I actually had it out with a couple people who uh, it was a couple months ago. They were they were completely making fun of all the songs, all the Catholic songs that I've grown up with. And probably 95% of Catholics have grown up with. Yes. Some of them are dated. Some of them you've heard awful, awful renditions of, of course. I'm not going to name them right now. We were, we're going to have an episode about this, a whole nother episode, yeah. but they were singing them like Creed would. <laughs> you remember like those, those Creed rocks videos. <laughs> 
they would be, give me an example. They would be like, send me a few bars. And he will raise you up on oh. eagles' wings. But they were doing it because they knew that that music meant so much to me. And they were they were completely poking fun not at, not only at that music, uh, but at right. at me. And I said, "You guys, this is this is inappropriate. I don't appreciate it, and I'm asking you to stop because I don't care how many awful versions of these songs you you had. I don't care what connotation you have in your personal or or whatever your uh, agenda is with them. But uh, I need you yeah. to appreciate that these songs." are what inspired my faith and what it was the beauty that drew me right. in to the deeper levels of Catholicism. And I said, you need to respect that for not only me or, but everyone else that has grown to appreciate the faith through music. That's, and that's what I'm saying is, is it's like, you know what? People are going to have their opinion and absolutely you're entitled to it. Have it, speak it, whatever, go ahead. But it's that it's just crazy to me. I just don't understand it. Is how we could discredit that as an avenue for someone to really find their faith and 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 kind of say that that's exactly well it's it's nonsense I, I don't know just oh yeah for sure and and I I always make this point when when people talk about songs that they don't like again I want to save some of this for the episode all about mm-hmm. Catholic songs that drive people crazy or for whatever reason but imagine uh, if you only ever heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody, for instance, at karaoke and somebody just butchering it. You've never heard, you never once heard the original Bohemian Rhapsody. But you, you'd be like, what a terrible song. But yeah, every once a week you went to karaoke and you heard somebody just like, <laughs> butcher it. Just butcher the heck out of it. And you're like, this is the worst song in history. Right. You know what I mean? So Yeah, obviously. So, but then if you heard somebody sing it absolutely beautifully, you might or if you had only heard people sing it beautifully, you might think differently about that. So like uh I'll sa- I'm going to save the rest of that point for that uh, for that episode, but I think you you get where I'm going with that. Absolutely. Anyway, so let's get let's, let's I get fired up about music, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know, because- I know. <laughs> well, tell me more tell me more about uh how then that gift of music, right? That tool that you were given, like God bless you with the ability and the, I wouldn't say the ability, but the passion, like not that you don't have ability because, but ability is like cultivated. God gave you the passion in your heart to pursue this music. Yeah. Right. To hone that craft. And then after years of deliberation, you decided I'm going to give that to God. And that helped you to kind of grow your relationship with, with Jesus. So go into that a little bit. Um, also, I just got super distracted because <laughs> I want to go into it. Uh, so I keep changing the set as well. I'm going to talk about this uh, because we talked about it a lot about continuing to up your production value. And uh, this isn't that episode, but I keep changing my set so I can uh, hone my craft. <laughs> but I'm facing my monitor today and it already turned off. So watch this. I'm going to hang on one sec. Talk to the talk to the kids. Okay, people. So as we know, Ryan loves media production. This is also probably one of the tools and gifts that he has that he helps to create a better church by his passion for never, ever settling for just mediocre. Right. And I love that about him because he, he reminds me of, uh, say, say you were a, uh, a speaker or you were a, a peer minister or a uh, volunteer and you just did what you had to do. You did that bare minimum just to get by, right? And you never really explored any avenue to, how can I improve this for the better? All you're doing is limiting 
the amount of glory that you can bring to the kingdom of God. So that's why I do. Sometimes it drives me insane how much Ryan pours into this production. But I do appreciate that he goes that extra mile because it's not just, oh, it'll look great on YouTube. But it's because he's trying to continue to to improve the kingdom of God, bring glory to God through media. So that's, I think, probably he'll get into that being another tool for him. But I might have just spoiled it for him and said it. Amen, brother. Better than he would anyway. Thank you. You probably. <laughs> Danny has a better <laughs> way with words than I do. Uh, no, I appreciate that, man. And it's like, um, yeah, I want the best in, in everything in my life, but especially the things that I'm bringing to evangelize and bring into the faith. Uh, and right. I don't settle for mediocrity and, uh, never does, you know, and I, I settle for the best that I can possibly offer at any given time. And I try to continually Amen. raise that bar. I don't, once I get to that l highest level, I don't settle for that. I say, okay, where am I going from here? Right. And so this is a new angle today, but like, I got to figure out that new thing. Uh, but that's part but of the process. And, and, and to that point, just to pull us back, I do also see that with your passion for music. Yeah, so rephrase right? your question because I was just phasing out so before. <laughs> what, you talk about music being a tool that used you to pursue Christ. How do you now use that tool to pursue a relationship with Jesus? Uh, so that was kind of one of the questions they asked as well in that, in that video that I did. And it's, yeah, like what, what does, how do you live out your baptism as a Catholic, uh, yeah. as a Catholic musician? And it, and I try to remind myself every day that this music that I sing isn't just pretty lyrics. It's not just pretty melodies and cool chord progressions. Uh, I'm singing the word often. Uh, sometimes it's own people's own interpretations of the word, but I'm singing the word, uh, I'm singing direct passages from scripture. I'm singing lines from people don't know that. People don't know that. Exactly. It's it's lines directly quoted from Jesus Christ. This is our faith in song. And so I this is yeah. you know, this is a lot more Songs that King David wrote in the cave. Right. I mean, I'm big on the Psalms and yeah, it's uh it's it's Oh, it's so much more than just cool music. I'm uh, yeah. I, my mindset is always about music but i've had to make that shift to say this is deeper than that and so i try to remind myself that and to live it's the living word of god exactly and so i try to take that and make sure that i live that out every day not only in the dedication that i put into the music the care the craft the practice uh in the production but how i live out my life my values how i treat people that's a huge thing yes. how i treat people yes. well who i am as a person from everything that I say and everything that I do. And it all stems from the music that I play. Wow. Amazing, dude. Amazing. All right. So that's one of the tools that Ryan has. Obviously, we could dive so far deep into that, into his passion for, for music, liturgical music, uh, regular music, all that stuff. I've seen firsthand uh, the gift that Ryan has in music really change the hearts of young people and, and adults alike. Uh, uh, myself included, just just have moments of of really passionate prayer uh, because of uh, where where God used Ryan's voice to kind of touch the hearts of so many people. So uh, definitely a powerful tool that that you've uh, you've given back to God. Thanks, brother. Uh, All right, so so go ahead now. Go ahead. So you got mine. So what? So what's what's a big thing for you? See, I guess one of the tools that that I use for my ministry to help me um, has been. Lately, I think appreciation uh, and gratitude for people in my life, uh, mentors, um, uh, young people that have given me new perspectives. Uh, and so these are the tools I think that like when we're feeling down in our faith, right? 
it's hard to just go, okay, well, I'll just pick myself up, right? I think go look for somebody in your life that is living the faith that you want to live or that is uh, experiencing the relationship with God that you want to experience. Reach out to them. Ask them for help. Ask them for guidance. Hey, how can I have a faith like yours, right? And that's what it took for me is I realized, you know, once I stopped fighting God, once I stopped making it so difficult for him to love me uh, or for me to, or for me, him to be in my life, rather, he always loved me. Um, but I reached out to the guy who changed my youth minister and he changed my perspective just because he showed me his faith, right? So then I found mine. And I think that that's been a valuable thing is with people is, is like, oh, my faith just isn't strong right now. Oh, whatever. That's why I get so excited whenever anybody messages us in the in our direct messages. And just because we get a lot of young a lot of young men that ask for advice. And I'm always happy to answer those questions the best that I can or give you my two cents because I know what it's like to struggle in my faith and what it means to reach out to people and get that help and get that guidance because we're all in this together. Right. Not, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I mean, life. We're all in life together. Yep. Right. And I always say um, that we get our strength from God, but our support from each other. So we need to we need to lift each other up. So that's why a big tool for me has been being grateful for your mentors, being grateful for the people in your life that have helped you pursue your faith, that have helped you to, to know God uh, has been huge for me. Dude, that's I was going to say the same thing with mentors. That's such a big point is is having somebody in your life that can hold you accountable, somebody that inspires you. Uh, find yeah. a spiritual director, you know, yeah. um, you know, become uh, get really acquainted with a priest that you respect and admire and ask them to be a spiritual uh, advisor for, for you, a spiritual director. Yeah. Um, but like form a community. Uh, you know, the, the thing that's hardest for me, I think, being living far away from you is that we had that 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 in-person bond that regardless of if we talk each day, um, we don't have that connection via face to face and we can't hold each other accountable as well. So I do miss that. And, and having that, uh, we can be a good example to one another, right? Of course. Yeah. It's even if it's little things calling each other out for, you know, cussing too much or I did that for, to you uh, the other day, but you do it to me. Yeah, and it's, it's like, called, we can always hold each other accountable, yeah. more accountable. We could always strive of to course. be better. And, and on this point, I'll say that both of us said something really, uh, that I liked is it was mentors, not mentor, because you can have so many mentors in your life in different facets. Right? So I have my youth minister who was my mentor for me when I was young, right? He helped me to kind of cultivate who I wanted to be as a man. And then I have Ryan, who's my mentor when it comes to me upping my being, media being game anal so that about I can further. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it helps me to further be able to push what I want out into the world and give it to the best, right? Because some people, it doesn't matter sometimes what I say, if, if it, the quality of whatever, something doesn't look great, maybe people won't take the time to listen. Yep. But, but Ryan pushes me to, you know, hey, do this. Hey, step this up. Hey, try this. That's a different area of mentorship, but it's still mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've got Gabe Rivera, right? Great friend of ours who is my mentor on my spiritual life, on how to have a good spiritual life. Because I, I know I see the way that he loves God. I see the way that he's passionate about the Eucharist, and that's how I want to live. Yeah. So you can have mentors in so many different parts of your life. And all the different avenues. Yeah. Okay. We've been talking about uh, a little bit more. 
op- opaque forms of spiritual tools. But let's talk <laughs> about some like hard and fast ones. I mean, talking. Okay. Um, you know, like a tool can be just like I said, the Our Father. It can be receiving communion every week, and obviously, we're we can't sure. we can't do that right now. Uh, right. Well. Uh, I, I've had the blessing too. Most of us, actually, I just got a word that in Orange County, uh, as of right now, obviously things change from day to day. Uh, Corpus Christi, which is June 14th, we're going to be uh, reinstating masses to v- with restrictions because Trump obviously because today it was today is Friday, and Trump today announced that uh, that all houses of worship are essential services. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, it's Monday. If you live in California. Where we both live, uh, the governor of California is supposed to release the plans today, Monday, uh, to how to reopen churches, what the guidelines are going to be and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks for the Catholic Church here in California. Well, yeah, exactly. Like our church, we're, we're digressing, but it's fine. Our church has been, we're, we're trying to figure out how to step up our production like we've been talking about for weeks, get all the cameras, get everything. But like this is going to be, hey, we got three weeks now. There's, it's not an indefinite time. We got to fix this now. And on this point, I think that that shows that like, look, because pastors, right, who are usually spiritual mentors for people are having to look to people that know media, that know how to do this stuff as mentors in a sense, like, hey, help me through this. It's a good point. You know, because I would say that I've been a mentor to my pastor who's much older than me, obviously knows his faith and everything far beyond what I know and will may probably will ever know. But he's looking to me as kind of the guy to get him through this media portion of his priesthood. You know what's funny is you've been, we were both talking about that, and I've been mentoring my, my pastor as well. He's a little younger, so he has a little bit more tech savvy, but um, we've both been helping them equally. And I think we've both found that through this process, we grew in our relationship with our pastors. Uh, oh, 100%. In our, in our, in our, we just bonded in our friendship and our fellowship together through this. We've had long conversations, not only just about technology and, every, and all of the things we want to do, but we've just grown together as, as uh, you know. As, as authentically, because you know what, we like to keep it real here on the Two Catholic Dudes podcast, um, but uh, I, I had so many like struggles I was like man I don't know if I I just felt like he wasn't I didn't really gel with my pastor very much like I I respected respected him so much because he has a love for the sacraments that I think is so um beautiful but like I just don't know if we gelled you know yeah because that that happens but man this this pandemic really has brought me to uh really look at him as a incredible spiritual mentor as a great he is a shepherd for for the flock and i think he caught a lot of flack but he has been such a good shepherd for the people of 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 my parish uh it's been absolutely tremendous to work with him and he's inspired my faith a lot that's awesome by his willingness to kind of step it up that's incredible all right, yeah. we, we, we're going all over today. Uh, Sorry about this, folks. <laughs> they're like, tell us the tools. So uh, the sacraments. <laughs> they're, they're like sitting with notepads. Like they've said nothing. <laughs> you guys should know this by now. Uh, the sacraments, those are those are your tools, right? So yes, yes. That's why I, was, I started with communion, but it's the sacraments. Those, that's a huge tool. That's obviously a tool given to us by Mother Church. And so we need to be taking full right. advantage of the ones that we can on a regular basis. Yes. Right? Right, especially the ones like communion. Obviously, when you can receive communion, uh, when it's not happening nowadays. But the sacrament of confession is such a beautiful tool, right? To kind of like take the burden of our sin off of us. 
you know, and kind of feel refreshed and get a chance to, to feel God's grace, just the, the reality of God's grace present in our life through that sacrament. Exactly. Uh, that is a huge tool when we're feeling kind of spiritually emptied. And I try to as many times as possible do the sacrament of baptism too. Uh, just to- <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just take it. There's, just just take a dip every <laughs> once in a while. I'm just kidding. There's there's, all right. We're back. And as we found out, uh, I am not alone in the fact that my camera shuts off at 29 minutes and 59 seconds. It's not just me, guys. It's like all cameras. So apparently, <laughs> so, they think we're filming a movie. I know, right? So Danny shut off, and that's the thing. When you but when you step up those production values again, there's there's bound to be little bugs and stuff to work out. But you can't let that. Uh, get you to be afraid and not not try those things so yeah little little things but right. we're moving on okay so we're diving in moving on. Uh, we got we got the sacraments right we're talking about the sacraments uh you know communion and moving on so uh things you can things you can get reconciliation etc so um i want to talk about another thing that really i would like to be better at but i know that you have really been stepping up your game is diving into the word diving into scripture so talk about that a little bit yeah well, it's recent. It's a fairly new thing for me, just within the last year or so, um, and it's because I've had a desire to to learn more because I wanted to be able to teach more. Because I had a lot of young people would ask me, "Hey, what about this?" or "Hey, what about this?" I didn't want to just be like, "Oh, well, it's in there," so Google it. Uh, I wanted to be able to say, "Hey, let me dive into this word with you. Let's try to figure out the context of it." And then I kind of fell in love with the scriptures. Yeah, and I fell in love with it, and I think that. Because my whole life, I've kind of gotten uh, slammed, I guess, because like I'm not the brightest guy around, uh, and I struggled in school. And a lot of people have been like, "Ah, Danny doesn't have a degree in anything. Like, what does he know?" Or, "Ah, he's like, why should we listen to you?" You know, there's so many other people out there. But I think that there's many people that are in this boat. It doesn't mean that you should be silenced. You should stand firm in what you believe, right? You should be able to say, like, I don't care what other people say. I don't care if you don't think that I'm worthy of speaking the truth. I'm gonna. I don't think that you're worthy of speaking God's word. Like, wh- and when? who's to determine that other than and God? And when are you ever going to be ready? If, if, right. if you're never going to be allowed to speak or do anything in this life. This doesn't just have to be for for uh, evangelizing, but if you're not going to be allowed to speak until you're like, quote unquote, ready, till you've achieved that certain level uh, of mastery, you're never going to start. Uh, right. Exactly. And that's why I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak my truth. Just right? like and, exactly. And, and, and the thing about it is, is too, is like, I love learning more and I'm not using it as an excuse of, oh, well, you can just say whatever you want. That's not the case. I wanted to learn more. I had a desire well, to understand the scripture. Exactly. More. That's just it. We use that on our podcast. Uh, it's always our bumper line. We're not priests. We're not theologians. We're just two guys. Right. But that's, we joke about it. It's a funny thing, but we don't want to have that be our crutch. And when, the, when, you know, a kid asks you right. a question about the Bible, you just go, I don't know, look it up. I'm not a theologian. That's no excuse. So we right. always need to be raising that bar and stepping our game up and learning more because uh, we have that innate desire in us. God's given us that desire right. to grow, to want to learn, uh, especially learning yes. his word and, and being more accustomed to grow in it. So I, uh, I commend you for diving in. Thank you. And and it, it came to the point where I, I, I just recently, actually, I'll share this story because I, I, I saw the word like come to life, right? Because that's the beauty of of the scripture, man, that book is alive. Those stories may have happened a long time ago, but it, it is so relatable 
and things are happening so much that God speaks on. Uh, I've been diving in. We talked about it in temptation. I was reading a lot of scripture and I talked about it uh, when we were talking about distance, right? And we talked about uh, in, in Joshua when he talks about distance from the Ark of the Covenant. But I loved this that happened. Uh, my teens have been sharing a bunch of different challenges on Instagram. We talked about that. The challenges were the whole big thing for a while. Uh, my teenagers have kept it going. And they what they've done is they've been doing, a, you know, those music challenges, like a 30-day mm-hmm. music challenge? Yeah. They did one. Uh, one of uh, my best friends created a five-day music worship challenge. And she put it out there for all the, the young people to listen to. And they went crazy with it. They were having so much fun. And they actually got some pushback with some people from their school, like, don't push your religion online, don't post this stuff, people are annoyed, I have so many direct messages of people saying that, and they were, like, disheartened a little bit, right? But then I had one of my leaders, uh, one young man who was a senior in high school, he stepped up and he was like, hey, no, this is, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stop, I'm gonna continue to preach the faith. I'm gonna continue to share my religion wherever the heck I want, especially online nowadays, because this is the best I have to grow with my community and to share my faith. So I'm gonna do it. God bless him. And, and I, a lot of our we, God bless him. And I'm guessing awesome. that's, that's Tyler. Ty, Tyler who? Nope. Oh. It was it was this it was one of my younger guys named Matt Avila. Wonderful. That's so cool. I'm shouting you out, buddy. Matt Avila. He stepped up to the plate. I was so proud of him, dude. He was rock star this And week. look at him. He now he's being a, a mentor and example for all his other peers. And that's tough to do for that age group. And exactly. And I think that he had a mentor in who you mentioned, Tyler, right? So Tyler kind of followed in my footsteps, right? I would I would say that Tyler would see me as a mentor. And then Tyler was able to mentor this young man who then stepped up as a leader and is probably mentoring so many others. Exactly. And if all those you know? people, were, we're calling back to the scripture, if all those people waited till they were schooled and a theologian, then no one would ever be a mentor for anybody and there would be no continue, continual growth in our spirituality. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, the scripture that says, say, uh, have no one, let no one have contempt for your youth, right? Or uh, don't say that you're too young. Right. Like there's so many references of God calling people that were like share your experience unqualified if you will exactly share experience of your faith share how share the beauty of God in your life and like I always tell I always talk about it people come to God through beauty first and I get this from Bishop Barron yeah. but they come through beauty first and then yeah. they find a deeper meaning just as I came through music and then I yeah. found the deeper love for all the all the deeper things in the faith so yeah. uh, start there and then elevate your game, elevate whatever it is in your life that you need to elevate. Yeah. So let before we go off, I'm going to finish this story real quick. So where the scriptures came into play in this situation, right? So they're getting pushed back from people at their school and he goes and, and there's, they're, they're like, some of them are being disheartened. Some of them are kind of standing up for it. And we go to the scriptures and I, at a, at a leadership meeting I had, and I said, guys, look, let me read this to you in John chapter six, right? When Jesus declares that you must eat his body and drink his blood, right? He declares right there that the the real presence of of the Eucharist right there, that's where we, one of the key scriptures we take from where God was very vividly descriptive on this is my body. Mm -hmm. And in that, it says in the Bible that uh, the people there, the Pharisees, the, the, the people that were like not really about Jesus, that they quarreled amongst themselves, right? Or they like were snickering, they were talking bad behind Jesus' back, like how could this, are you kidding me with this guy? What is he saying? Right. I'm like, that's happening right now. They're just not whispering to each other. They're whispering in their direct messages. 
They're quarreling against you for speaking the truth of the faith, for sharing the love of the faith. These guys are quarreling in their direct messages. While that's it's scriptural, it happened. Jesus knew it was going to happen to you. So he said, look, this is how you handle it. And just like Jesus, when Jesus says, hey, Amen. I'll repeat myself again, since obviously you guys are going to talk behind my back. Let me say it louder for you. And that's <laughs> for what all my, the people that, in the back. Here it did. is. <laughs> yeah, and that's what this young leader did. He was like, "Oh, you want to talk in your DMs about how I'm push my religion? Bam! I'm going to do it for five days straight." That's awesome. And I was so proud of him. I'm like, "That is it. You're the, the book. That the book is alive." So that is what, and that's just one example of how I've seen the scriptures come to life in my life since I started to dive into it, man. So anyone that's like looking for something to do or looking for a way to deepen your faith, read the scriptures. My recommendation, if you're a newbie like me and didn't really know where to start, read the gospel of Matthew. It's an easy read. You know the stories. Uh, it's a great way to kind of get to know the Lord. Uh, you get to know Jesus, see his heart, uh, see the man that he was, see his ministry. Yeah, don't. Um, so that's, that's a good way to start. Probably don't jump into the book of Judges as your first Bible yeah, book. don't be like, I'm going to start with Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus, that's <laughs> like, probably the, the toughest. <laughs> yeah, I read it, or like when people are like, I'm going to start with Revelation. Yeah, that's... that's I'm like, I don't even know, right. bro. I don't even know. Uh, uh, so, but like, that, it, it, that's just one of the... We're talking about tools. That was a tool that came to life, and I was able to see... Like, things would happen in my life, and I'd go, man, hold on, I read about this somewhere. Okay. All right, so let's, let's talk some more tools. If you were taking your notes and you gave up, you put your pen and paper down, here's some more. Uh... <laughs> How about how about the Stations of the Cross? Uh, stations of the Cross Love has them. probably been uh, an amazing, amazing tool for people during this time because how many churches have outside Stations of the Cross in, in the parking lot or in the back area or somewhere yes. on the premises? Yes. And people weren't able to yes. go inside the church, but they're still encouraged as much as possible, distanced, of course, to do the Stations of the Cross, especially during Lent while COVID-19 was going on. Uh, what a What a gift. You know, to, to walk with Jesus on yes. that journey of the Stations of the Cross. So Stations of the Cross, great one. Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, um, my roommate here, Patrick Dwyer, created a Stations of the Cross video. Uh, and it, Beautiful it is absolutely video. gorgeous. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can find it. Uh, we'll link it in the bio, but it's Santiago Studios on YouTube. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. So uh, that'll be on there. It's an, it's a great way to pray the Stations. Exactly. Okay, so Stations of the Cross, yeah. um, a, a really... Uh, you know, so many people love this. This was a gift to the church uh, from our Mar from our uh, uh, our the Holy Mother is is the Rosary, right? <laughs> our Mary, our, for our Mary. <laughs> you know, I'm good with words. So I I always couldn't relate, and I we as a kid we never yeah. we never prayed the Rosary together. We would do nightly prayers, but the Rosary wasn't included in that, and I didn't have that. Like, like we talked about Gabe, our friend Gabe, who just has this incredible devotion and relationship with Mary. Uh, and I, and yeah. I, oh my gosh, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I was, uh, yes. and I, and I couldn't like, I don't know what was holding me back and I still want to grow in that relationship and it's an ebb and flow in my life. But I spent a whole year, right. I think I mentioned this on one of the episodes, I spent an entire year, every single morning, I had a morning routine where I, uh, I meditated and I prayed and I did, uh, I only did a decade of the rosary. Uh, and I did like exercises and whole, it was like this whole morning thing, but the rosary was a staple part of it. And I did it for an entire year and I grew so much in my faith that entire year. Uh, and the rosary was a huge part of that. And I found myself, it's, it's not easy. A lot of times you're, you're like, you don't have, you it's don't not. have the time, you don't have the patience. Uh, but those things 
that you that you need discipline for in your life they make you a better person and they made me a better person and a better man of faith and i found myself turning off the radio in the car as i was driving and i would and i would start praying the rosary and i started from wow. i started first just internally and then i started actually just speaking it out loud even though i was by myself and i found that even uh helped me dive deeper into it and then like uh and i fell off the wagon and i stopped praying it for a while uh but it was it resurfaced when COVID first broke out and I was going for long runs uh, every about every other day. And rather than I usually play music on my phone, but rather than doing that, I would pray the rosary as I ran. And uh, and I don't have here's the thing. I'm not uh, I'm not so adept and I'm not like a pro at the rosary. I don't know all those introductory prayers that people do. And I don't know the prayers at the end, those big, long prayers. Uh, I would love to learn. Th those are other tools. We can talk about that afterwards. But I don't know them yet. And I don't know all the mysteries as well. I don't have them memorized. But what I would do is I would, I mean, I would just kind of make up my own, uh, my own mysteries based on what I know, what I've heard. They're probably wrong. But then I, I, I not only like... Uh, uh, I not only meditated on whatever mystery I could think of, but then I had my own prayer for things that were going on. I prayed for COVID and for the, and the healing of our, of our world and everything going on. And, and I prayed the full entire rosary during my run. And it was, it was a huge healing process for me during that, those first few weeks of this. So the rosary has been a gift in my life. Again, it's an ebb and flow. I'm not always like on fire, but when I, uh, when I need it, it's there for me, and I want to continue to grow in that relationship with with Mother Mary. That's beautiful, man. And and the rosary is something for me that I struggle with. I've always really struggled with like anything that's really like prayers that are really repetitive. I I just really have a hard time. It is something that I wish my grandma really would was really into the rosary and and prayed it very, um, very often, yeah. or very often, <laughs> very yeah, very nice, often. dude. And um. <laughs> Uh, but I just, I've always really struggled with that. It's something that uh, we have a, one of our leaders, uh, her mom is such a beautiful devotion to the Blessed Mother and to the Rosary. They do it every Friday um, at, at our parish. They've been continuing it on Zoom. And I, I, it's sometimes I'm like intimidated. You know, I've always thought like, man, I should just like pop in and, and do it. But I like don't want to like mess Again, it up. Again, like you... Uh Everyone, or I don't want to like them to be like, oh, say the end part, and I'm like, I don't know, it. save us from the fires of hell is the only part I know. <laughs> um, yeah, all those extra prayers. So there's another tool. There's another gift. It's like pro level prayers. Um, Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. So that's a prayer we've been uh, praying at the end of mass. They always do it on daily masses, but now it's been prayed uh, on Sunday masses so for a lot cool. of churches. Uh, I never knew that prayer, and I'd, I'd hear people pray it, but they they run through it so fast usually when I go to a daily mass, they like blaze through yeah. it. And I'm like I go I'm gonna do it this time St. Michael the Archangel defend us and what and then they just like blah, blah, blah. I'm like but now well, there's been actually like handouts uh, that, that my church has been oh, giving cool, out cool. and so like and we pray it very slowly that's a tool a handout is, is a tool that's right uh, we're not gonna be able to have handouts though like nothing that people can tangibly touch when they come back to church missiles are gone uh, no, no well, bullets. Uh, we saw like uh, we, we thought about the, the people were talking about the idea of like people bringing their own sure like you buy your own missile right. and that's yours. Yeah. Uh, you know, if your kids want to tear out the pages, people are going to be on their phones doing the readings. People are going to be like, "Get off your phone in mass!" Be like, it's the reading. Turn on your phone in mass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, if your kids if your kids rip out the pages from the missile now, it's it's your own fault. It's your own missile. <laughs> yeah, this is a total sidebar, but you want to hear something like that? I am just like ugh about. Yeah. So before we really knew what was going on, right? 
uh, and people were more optimistic. They're like, ah, this will last a couple weeks, and then we'll be out of here. Right. Um, and then here we are, 60 days later. 67 um, days. I'm still keeping that tally. 67 S- days. Uh, but I changed from ordinary uh, from Lent to Easter. <laughs> I changed all the missiles in the oh, church man. by hand. All the because uh, you know the book. We have a book, and it's like the music on one side and the 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 missile on the other side. And I changed them all out by hand, like over, you know, whatever it is, 300. I mean, yeah, how, how many churches, the same thing, your environment. Guess how many people use them. <laughs> I mean, that that's you're not alone in that. How many environment crews uh, changed for Easter? and Or like good, they did like Good Friday and then and hoping. But at least it looked nice on camera. If, if they did camera. Uh, our our church wasn't doing any live stream stuff. And, the, and our environment crew, they we were hoping to come back for Easter. And they did the whole church. They made it all nice. And then they're like, just kidding, we're not coming back. And they're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, so I, 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 our environment crew, which it was uh, our the our volunteer, uh, the, the lady that does it, and me, uh, but yeah, they stepped to the plate. Okay, back to back to the. I was mad at those missiles. Ba- though. Back to the list. And guess what? I'm gonna have to take like. <laughs> well, it'll be gone. But like, after Easter, you go to the Pentecost ones. I'm gonna have to take them all out. You again. Go to the yeah. It's ordinary time to the rest of the year. So uh, I'm mad. It's cool. All right. Uh, comment in if you're dealing with the same frustrations <laughs> if you work at a church. All right. It's out of our hands. There's nothing we do. All right. Take your notes back out. More tools. Uh, we're, we talked about the rosary. Uh, how about the Chapel of Divine Mercy? That's one thing that I haven't dived into yet, but I would love to get into that. Uh, it's very similar. It's, it models the rosary, but it's a little shorter. Uh, there's so many people that were praying that every single day uh, on Instagram during the uh, yes during the whole thing, the whole pandemic. Uh, here, okay. Speaking of that, how about following uh, Catholic pages on social media? There you go. So social media, Catholic, uh, you know, uh, Catholic pages, Catholic people that help inspire you. Uh, yeah, fill your timeline. Like uh, that's one of the coolest things about the two Catholic dudes Instagram page, where I kind of find myself on that page. And honestly, my Danny Cleary, why my personal Instagram has kind of become more of uh, just the, by who I follow, has really become more of a like full fledged like all I see all day long are Catholic posts, Catholic memes, Catholic people, Catholic everything like god is const so present on that instagram feed it's great and who you surround yourself with again your summation in your life of the five people that yep. you surround yourself with most now often that uh, that's the people like your friends in your in your close network but it that same concept extrapolates out towards what you surround yourself and what you what you consume on a regular basis and so if you're consuming yeah. constant catholic content on instagram or whatever social media site you find yourself on you are going to start becoming that even if you weren't originally so uh that's a that's a huge tool and that was that was big for us when we dived into that world through two catholic dudes we saw that for one that the scope of the catholic world was much bigger than our little diocese and and our and our church community we obviously knew it totally we obviously knew that but we didn't see it until we really like found ourselves on that platform yeah, so like that, Catholic podcast, all kinds of, like we're listening to now, but all kinds of different media that's centered around the So faith. that's another huge one for me that I almost forgot about So right now. Uh, during that time, that, that year, it was it was one of the best years of my life that through that whole morning process. Uh, it was, I think I talked about it in an episode when I had to do that crazy diet. I lost like 20 pounds. Um, <laughs> it was it was really a year of... Um, of 
it was a year of growth through hardships for me. But anyways, I had to cook th- like three meals a day because I was on this diet and I just blazed through podcasts. I consumed so many Catholic podcasts. I watched or I listened to all of Word on Fire for like four Ooh. years until I caught up to where they were at and then I needed more and I, then I found Catholic Stuff You Should Know and I listened to like seven years of Catholic Great Stuff podcast. You Should Know. Like seven years. Uh and then uh, I found the Catholic talk show, which I still listen to now. Uh, and it, it's like these shows, it was it was constant. I was praying in the morning. I was cooking three times a day, listening to podcasts. I was f- constantly filling myself with Catholic goodness, Catholic values, Catholic stories, Catholic history, Catholic morals. And I that was the strongest I've ever been in my faith that year. And I and I strive to get back to that and then get to the next level beyond that. But it, Catholic podcast was really what helped get me to that next level. That's, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm going to bring back the point was we were talked earlier about music, right? And how my music and your music tool is very different because I, especially today, right? I've been jamming worship music uh, because like, it's just an easy way for me to pray in the car, you know, like just singing it out and, and, and sing, cause I'm, you're singing those, the, the songs about them glorifying God and, you know, because music can be really rough these days, as far as like you know the the quality of of a con of a context the music is. Like, what are they really talking yeah. about? Yeah, you know. But like worship music, there's so much good worship music out there, right? Um, from other Christian faiths, Catholic faiths. Um, there's so much good stuff, and um, I've been just really using it to pray lately, and it's been just very powerful. It moved me like I, I had a song the other day. I was just listening to it and I was walking around the empty church grounds and I was just, I was really down and I was just like, God, man, be, I need you here. I'm struggling, right? Because youth ministry, I'm struggling with it on zoom. Cause I can tell people are over it and I'm struggling with wanting to go back to normal and I'm struggling with, you know, wanting to do all these things, right. That, that I had planned. And I'm like, God, where are you in this? And I was listening to this one in particular song, just listening to the lyrics. Right. And one of the lyrics is, uh, you know where your strength comes from. And I was like that line. I'm like, yeah, I do know where my, I can get through this. I know where my strength comes from. Right. And just hearing that song, I was like, all right, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, and you pick yourself back up and continue to move forward. And I think there's so many things like that song lyrics, podcasts, music, mentors uh, that can help us when we're feeling spiritually drained to fill up. That's right. Yeah, music is such a powerful tool. It stirs something deep in our emotions. Uh, it does. And if you're listening to questionable music, those emotions that are being stirred are whether consciously or su- or subconsciously being, uh, you will start to value those things uh, that you're listening yeah. to. And so... You will make them the ultimate. Yeah. So hit it home with that, with those, with the spiritual songs. If you're not, if you're not into the praise and worship, find something that that is uplifting. Uh, there's, I mean, I know people that that don't do praise and worship, but they like they listen to like Gregorian chant or they listen to like hymns, uh, whatever. Uh, but again, whatever. Talk, yeah. What whatever brings you closer to God. Again, though, don't be. You don't have to be puritanical about it. We talked about that on one podcast. You know, I find myself listening to. I'm a heavy. I'm a hard rocker, heavy rocker. So like, but don't let that. Sure. Don't let that. Um, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, here's the here's the note because we're talking about these as tools. You don't use tools all day long, right? You use tools when you want to fix something 
or improve something or make alterations to something. So if we look at our life, our spiritual life, sometimes our spiritual life needs to get fixed. It's damaged, it's hurt, it's broken. What are the tools we use to fix that? Sometimes we need to maintain it, right? You need to give it a little tune up. You need to give it a little bit of a, you know, grease the pipes a little bit. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Different tools maybe for maintenance. You want to improve. You want to have a better spiritual life. What tools make your spiritual life better? There's different tools for each category of life, of your spiritual growth, of your spiritual gain. There are different tools for different things. Dude. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're feeling great and you can kind of dive off into another uh, realm of your life. We're all, we're multifaceted creatures, us as human beings. But when we need, you know, that maintenance, uh, that fix or that growth, we have all these great tools. And that's the thing is you may have a different tool for each one of those categories. Dude. That was, you just hit it home right there. That's Danny's big point of the day. Again, if you guys want to book Danny at your retreats, uh, <laughs> two Catholic dudes. We're a duo. You can book both Two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. Uh, but I love that. I love that analogy. And I've used that before and I can't believe I didn't think about that. I'm mad that you, that you came up with it for this podcast. But think about if you wanted. <laughs> I heard it from Ryan, guys. That's why I got it. <laughs> if you wanted to build a house, say you wanted to build a house. Uh, could you build said house with just a hammer and nails? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> uh, you could. You need a scissor lift. Yeah, uh, but you're like, you know what? I I love this hammer. I love using hammers, and I'm gonna get the next level hammer up, and I'm gonna get uh, the the uh, $500 hammer, and this hammer is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna get like the best quality nails. You're still extremely limited, and you're not gonna be able to build a house. To build that house, yes. you need to have more tools in your tool chest. So you need to yes, uh, yes buy the the best hammer and be amazing at that thing. But you need to also you can have a favorite tool. You can have a favorite tool, but you 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 need to invest in a buzz in a in a table saw. Uh, you need to invest in a sander in a in. A, you get yes. the analogy. Get a get a and and maybe your tool gets it done ninety percent of the time, right? Maybe your tool is duct tape. Maybe you have duct tape <laughs> yes. and it gets it done ninety percent of the time. But there's going to be jobs in your spiritual life that you need something other than your duct tape. So don't be closed off. Expand. Look in the world for these tools because they're out there and they're beautiful blessings to your life. Dude, that's it. Don't be just a duct tape. I mean, <laughs> I've seen it on Mythbusters. You can build a boat with duct tape and it and it floats and it does not sink. But just because you could do that doesn't mean you should. So yeah, use duct tape. Love yeah, it. Can you build a car? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So uh, embrace the tools. Look, we're we're uh, just about at an hour right now. Our, yeah, we're, I was going to say we're getting our close. Our cameras are going to wrap. I don't want to have three edits in this in this episode. So let's, let's take this thing home and we'll uh, reconvene next week week so uh you hit it home with that that was a great summation of the episode yeah it, it's all about it guys there's so many great tools out there uh reach out to each other share your tools if you have awesome tools put them in the dms share with us we'll happy to continue to share these with us too and uh thank you guys so much for listening we hope that this podcast and us sharing our faith and our tools with you guys can be a tool for you to spiritually grow uh and uh we just appreciate you guys listening, supporting us. Uh, if you'd like to follow us, as always, underscore two Catholic dudes on Instagram. If we get to five thousand followers, we will be in <laughs> to the next to the ecumenical next ecumenical. <laughs> uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's that was a gem in that episode. So uh, please sp- spread the word, though. We uh, that's yeah. the only way we can continue to grow. So we appreciate your we support. We got mugs. 
coming mugs soon. coming soon hit us up on the patreon uh forward slash two catholic dudes we appreciate all the financial support we love you guys we're here for you we love to connect and, yeah and i was gonna say when this all wraps up and you can have events again and you want us if you are you know we'd love to come and share uh we do live podcasts we do music we do speaking we do retreats we do whatever uh we would love to come to your parish and be part of your event retreat whatever uh you can book the two Catholic dudes at two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. Uh, we are looking for anything to get out there, especially after this whole big thing. And uh, if you have any media questions, if we can help you help your parish, please feel free to shoot us an email, shoot us a direct message. Ryan and I are both doing that. Ryan is more the master of the high level of technology. If that's where your budget is, but if you're on the low end, I'm your guy. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a blast. Thanks for joining us again this week. We will see you next week. As always, peace. peace.